Welcome to The Wheels Omnibus, an Omnibus Academy production hosted by Dean and Mary. In this space, we discuss lifestyle, popular culture, and current events through a quasi-educational lens with the goal of always delivering digestible takeaways. In part two of an exceptional recording session, Dean and Mary continue the conversation on the Black Lives Matter movement, touching on microaggressions and where COVID-19 fits into all of this. Content warning for intense language, including use of the N-word and other racially charged language. It shouldn't take popular attention. It should be like, let's do the right thing in the first place and treat these situations as they are and examine all the facts and talk to the witnesses. And I just I just saw a video. I, I, I forget the guy's name. Um, can y'all put in the comments the guy's name? But more or less, um, cops, you know, I'm not sure if it was being recorded. I think it was being recorded. Um, where, you know, cops ran up on this dude and, um, you know, they're saying he's being suspicious. You know, he was just saying, you know, call my sister. I'm waiting for her, you know, to give me money. You know, I always, you know, I always wait at this bank. Like, they know my name here, you know, type of thing. Like, him leader called the cops and, you know, a, 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 another cop walks up and um, throws him down and puts him under arrest and all that. And it's not in the third. And, like, you know, mid, midway through, you hear the person recording who's like, you um, you know, you know, this, this isn't the right person y'all looking for. You gotta, you know, you know, the warrant is for because they said they had a warrant out for this man's mm-hmm. arrest. They was, they were like, nah, you know, you know, this is the wrong guy. He was like, oh, for real? It's like, yeah, this isn't the person we have, you know, the warrant for the warrant. You know, that person's down there. And they're like, oh, and they're like, let him go. But they'd already used force to throw him down. You know, he broke his wrist. My, my stories may be wrong, and I may be crossing stories here because there's a lot going on. But no, well, no, that one him was on a five hundred dollars bond or something like that. It, it, no, I don't think he's like this cop or cops are being disciplined for this. And it's like, you can't even find the right person. And then on top of that, like, it takes on us to be like the person who's warrant, you know, this person has no warrant. You know, they, you know, they gave you their ID, you know, he, you know, where's your ID? He gave him the ID and was like, call my sister. I give, you know, I'm not pulling my phone, but you could call my sister. I'll give you the number. You know I mean? This man did everything right and still got thrown to the ground for no reason. And wasn't like he was trying to run away or anything. You know, you see him talking to me, like, call my sister. She's on her way. She, you know, always come in to get me, you know, you know, to get money. Broke his wrist. Broke his wrist. And I was like, man, this is crazy. I just, I hadn't heard this story before. I hadn't heard your story um, that you just shared. But last night I learned about DJ Henry, who was, like, sitting in a car, I think, near a party. And, yeah, like, police just ran up on him and were like, you're a guy that we're after. Was he killed? I'll have to look at it again, but... That's, I mean, that's the pyramid again, is like this whole idea that somehow it's hard to tell the difference between black people who don't look at all like each other. Like, why, like, why is that something that, like, I just, I don't even know, like, what to say about that. (laughs) It's like, y'all can have Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel and Emily Blunt and be like, these are three different people, but like, we'll look at any like two people of color and be like oh these are not distinct like and facial recognition software is made like that too like it's not sensitive enough to just non-euro features and like sure like that in and of itself doesn't sound violent but you see how it is used to perpetuate violence it's supporting like those upper layers of the pyramid of oppression it's crazy, yeah. I mean, you know, all our black men and women are being killed. Black women, men, children, you know, you know, they're just trying to find ways to kill us. Yeah, they're just trying to find ways to get rid of us because, you know, they believe that, you know, you know, we're stealing what's rightfully theirs, even though they, um, they, you know, you know, 
you know, you all stole, you know, the land in which we live on today. But that's all another topic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, I, I, I think it's crazy that you and me could probably sit here and talk ad nauseum all the different stories of unfair um, treatment of um, the um, black community. You know, just sitting here, we both are just bringing up stories. And it's like, it's crazy that you, you and I could sit here and probably talk for hours about these stories. Right, and when you said, like, oh, I may be getting some details mixed up, it's like, that that shows a problem. If, like, there's so many accounts of police brutality out there that you're like, oh, I can't remember if this was this guy that happened last month or this guy that happened, you know, or in this city or whatever. It's like, that's that's bad. You know what, so, you know, this exposing, because obviously it's exposing, like, the racist and, and all that. But, you know, this exposing, this exposing white people who want to, who want to, who want to be a part of black culture but don't really want to be black tell me more the ones who dress like you see the rappers and in, in, in the video you know you want to wear the jordans and the you know the slim cut you know the the, the slim cut jeans with the cuffs in them you know with your polo and your jesus chain and all that and you know you you, you know you walk around listening to all rap music you like kendrick lamar is my favorite rapper you know you you sit here and try to perpetuate you know the culture that black people have but now that you know black people are being oppressed and it's time for you to stand out you're like oh no i'm just a black you know i'm just a white man I'll do everything, you know, that your culture created, but I won't stand for your culture because I don't need to do that. You know, it, it's exposed to all of them. It's, it's exposed to all the ones who are like, I want a black kid or, you know, I want a black family. I want, I, I, you know, I want to wear, you know, I want to marry a black, uh, you know, I love black women or, you know, who fetishize, you know, that kind of um, mindset. It's, a, it's, it's exposing you. It's, it's exposing that you aren't equipped, at least not right now, you know, to be dealing with the person of color, let alone have a family. Well, you know, this is exposing all of them. It easily exposed like the racist and the obvious ones, but it's some of these implicit ones that you aren't thinking about who are being exposed, who are showing their true colors too. It's like, oh, so you want the appropriation of our culture, but you don't really want to stand and fight for our culture. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, the Kardashian Jenners are definitely the obvious public example of that. It's like, you guys try so hard and like you have black kids, but you know, I'm sure they're not having deep conversations about this among themselves. An apology or something. Donations, they're, they've got a lot of money. But I'm like, that's, that's where the pyramid comes into play, too. But, like, when we're saying Black Lives Matter, like, that's not just, like, oh, we need to stop police brutality. And, like, it seems like there's a weird opposite situation between, like, corporate and government. The, like that world and like the human people world like us at the individual level because like corporations and the government are doing like all these you know these very still meaningful to to some people but pretty small acts is like oh we're gonna stop having white people voice black characters in our animations and we're gonna change Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben um from the logos and those those are important things to undo but it's like then we're not seeing this systemic reform well whereas for individuals it's like they're like oh yeah you know we need to we need 
criminal justice reform, like we don't want to see people dying, but it's like they can't acknowledge like where's the really small things like, you know, how am I as a teacher maybe perpetuating white supremacy in my classroom and suppressing my students from being able to like express themselves and learn to their full potential? Like where am I seeing gentrification? Like how is the, you know, how is where I spend my money supporting an unethical cause? It's like they're not willing to dissect those very small actions every day. It's like, how how am I talking to like my black friends in my life and my coworkers? Like, how am I treating them? It's like, you have to be able to examine that. What seems like the small level stuff, but a lot of small level work can be really big and impactful too. Sorry, I'm getting off my soapbox now. No, no you're fine. You know, I was, I was telling Maya the other night, you know, I often don't really worry about her as far as her stance or, or whatever, because you know, sometimes she goes over the top to a fault, you know what I mean? Trying, you know, trying to make sure that her stance and, you know, and, you know, and she's willing to educate anybody who, um, who needs to be educated as a black American, maybe, you know, and maybe it's just me. I could respect that, you know, cause I would much rather, I'd much rather have to walk upstairs and come in here and, you know, reel her in and be like, all right, you know, thanks for the part you play, you know, let the black woman handle this. Like, thank, you know, thanks for showing your solidarity, but at the same time, you also did this, you know, recognize this kind of thing. And then, you know, then to, you know, to be like, yo, you know, you're racist. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'd much rather know I had someone's uh, support and stance and love and, and have to say, all right, you've done it, you know, you've done what you needed to do or, you know, this isn't your place right now to be a part of, then to be like, why haven't you done anything? So that's always some food for thought. You know, your your white friends who are trying, who either A, are missing the mark or are just going over the top is like, you know, they're just trying, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying. And if you need some redirection, I mean, we all do, you know what I mean? We, we all need some redirection and, and we all need some re-education. I know at least as a black man, I can stand with someone doing too much of having to reel them back in than to um, have to uh, kick their ass just to get out and say something. So I don't know. And that's, I think, what I meant a little bit earlier, like when I was talking about responsibility, there's the responsibility of just what you do with like your actual physical actions. But, you know, when you're posting things online or when you're having these conversations or if you do decide to lead a workshop or share resources or something, it's like how how much are you centering yourself? versus how much are you able to just shift credit, like give credit to the black community, but also be not placing um, a greater burden. So like the way I see at least my own role is like, I want to be that kind of person that you can talk to for your, like your very introductory questions of just like, if you're like, what are a couple things that I can read? Or like, I really don't know how to like, how to talk to my friend. And that's like just a first step of this is, you know, this is what I know. These are some things that have helped me in my journey. And then, you know, then they can feel comfortable to like respectfully engage and, you know, with people who are more personally affected by and, the issues. And you know what? And sorry to cut you off or, you know, start talking before you finished, but Anyone who's listening, um, who has questions, you've got, um, you know, I've, I've dropped my Twitter handle a couple of times at swaggerlessswag. Feel free to follow me and ask me questions. I, I am an open book and, you know, you want to go to, you want to approach a friend and you're unsure how to go about it or, or your friend's upset at you and you really don't know why, you know, you want to reach out to me and explain the situation. No, I, you know, I can help put things in perspective. 
just so you know how to go about them or how to approach them next. Um, my my biggest uh, quality is support and connectedness. So um, don't be afraid to reach out to me to connect or to um, receive any kind of support because that's just, you know, that's just who I am. I see the um, the allure in giving support to people who are just trying to make a difference and don't really know what to do about it. You know, reach out. I, I'm here. Mary's here. But, you know, but it, it, it personally it personally affects me a lot more than it will personally affect Mary. And, and, and I feel like one part of my, you know, my job, and I know people argue that it shouldn't be my job, but one of, one of my jobs is to help bring people together and, and, and to help lend support and to, you know, to, you know, to bring people who want to be a part of the community, like to welcome them to the community with the understanding that you want to be part of the community, but that requires a lot of unpackaging, um, a lot of what you've done, you know, what you believe to have been something normal or commonplace in your life. And that's, you know, you know, and that's something that black people are told all the time that, that you need to unpack and you can't, you know, take all your emotions out and all that and this and that and the third. You're just told to do it, but you aren't given the resources or even the support to even get to that point. And I, I just think it's hypocritical of me to not lend that same support. And I don't want the country, you know, I don't want anything what's going on to the country to create more of a divide and more of a rift between races and cultures and whatnot. I really just want to bring people together. So, so anyone who wants to be a part of the community and just doesn't know how to go about it, you know, you know, I can personally help with, you know, with, with those steps, you know, it, it may seem, you know, minuscule or like, who the hell am I to, you know, even had this conversation with that one, I'm a black man. I, I'm a black man who is open to having people join our community who don't look like us because you want to be a part of it. And like your moral compass and, you know, had, you know, points you in a direction and say, this is wrong. And it doesn't personally affect me, but I want to know how it, you know, it affects the community because I want to be a part of this. And, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you know, to, you know, to the best of my capabilities and self-searching is a good start. And reach out to someone to, to help start that process, to help start that journey. I can only, I can only feel nothing but blessed and humbled to have someone come out and reach out to me, asking what, what they could do better. So yes, monologue and rant, but I, you know, I feel like all that needs to be stated. That's generous of you. For sure, for sure. I mean, it's not generous. It's just like, like I said, we try to bring people people together. You know, look at you know, look at all these social constructs meant to uh, bring people you know people together. I mean, you know, you know, religion at its core was originally meant to bring people together. You know, but we're using it as a way to divide. Or I mean, I'm not sure how politics were created. You know, and and and, and you know how the system isn't broken. This is how the system was made to be built, but, you know, just, you know, a, a lot of things, I, I use religion, but this could span, you know, over a, a bunch of social constructs that were created and implemented in order to bring communities together, you know, understanding that at, at, at the core, you know, I just want to bring, you know, communities together and that, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not on that big soapbox, like, we are the world, like, we're all right. holding hands, and, <laughs> the, you know, world hunger's over, and all, like, no, like, like, like no, like, that's not, that's, that's not my intent, but if I could help educate someone, take, you know, take someone like yourself, who carried a lot of, you know, you weren't racist, but you carried a lot of, you know, racial um, outlooks when we met, 100 yeah and you know just talking and educating you know you know i'm not worried about you know if you're a part of you know if you are a part of our community or uh, i'm sorry 
if you're invited to the cookout. Like, you know, you are, <laughs> we are you're nothing to worry about because, you know, because you, you took the time to unpack it, you know, was it, was it easy? No. You know, were you, uh, were you apprehensive about it for, for a while? Uh, you know, absolutely. But, but when you went out and started seeing it happen and saying, oh, you know, Dre definitely told me that this is a situation. Oh, Dre told me this situation, you know, let me use what I learned to help procure this. You're like, oh, snap. Like, I really learned something and I comprehend it and now I'm applying it. You know what I mean? It's like, if I could do that to everyone, you know, or not everyone or a good amount of people who come across who, who say, you know, like yourself, I want to unpack my baggage. What do I need to do to unpack it? You know, to get yeah. you to the point where it's like, boom, like, I'm not worried about you. I know you, I, I know you are ally and I'm sure I'm not the only person of your black friends who also I have that same understanding. So I'm humble to know that I at least hope with that process because she still she still had to do a bunch ton of her own personal things that I couldn't help with. Yeah, know. no, please do not make <laughs> your friends the magical. Uh, no, no. You know that is that is a bad trope. We don't like it. Yeah, you your one black friend is not gonna save you from racism. <laughs> no, 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 not, not not at all. You save yourself from racism. You know, Mary were you know Mary didn't want to be racist. You know, she didn't, she didn't want to be racist. She wanted to unpack, but I was also willing, you know, and, you know, I was also one of the educator because you can, you, you can see, you could tell from a person's, you know, vibes that what they said, they don't realize what they said had a problem and, you know, taking that, you know, you, you know, you, you recognize that, oh, what she's saying is racist, but you know, that's not who she is. So, you know, let's unpack this. You know what I mean? I, I've got a couple of friends who are like that too. I don't think you're racist. I don't think you're racist at all, but do you carry racist undertones or racist overtones that you don't recognize the racist because you grew up with it? You know what I mean? You, you grew up, you grew up with it, so you think it's a normal thing. It's like, nah, let's unpack this. And you know, being you know, having that openness to 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 hear things that you've been doing all your life that you're like, oh shit, this is this is racist. And I see how yeah. I feel like shit. I've got to change my outlook. Like whether it's just vocabulary that that you've acquired or attitudes or whatever it is, you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like racism is not being oh I'm consciously hating someone who's different from me. It's like it's the little things of like oh that neighborhood is sketchy or oh like like how many kids do you have? Like it's like it's microaggressions. Right, right. And like we you know we're like oh well like that's not what we meant like. Even if that's not what you meant, it's that the idea of impact over intent, right? Yeah, racism is not just I hate niggas or or I don't want niggas to get ahead of like like nah, it's not just that. Yeah, it's um it's walking up to your uh black mom with her kid at a park and saying, um, you know, how long's the dad been in jail or, or or is the dad not around? Like, wait, hold on. Maybe the dad's at work? Maybe the dad's doing something. Maybe the dad went to the bathroom? Like, that's a racist question to ask a black woman. Or ask a black man, oh, well, how, how many sports do you play? Like, no, that's also... Right, didn't people literally tell you that, like, you must have gotten in on an athletic scholarship to a school? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. I exposed this white man one day, <laughs> uh, this is a community college or, or whatever, it was like, like literally, like one of my first experiences at community college before, you know, you know, college even began. Me and my brother were standing somewhere, and this white man approached us and asked us a question, and um, we answered it. Now we are dressed in like, you know, regular polo shirt and you know, khakis and you know, non-athletic shoes and whatnot. You know, you know, you know, an older dude. You know, what you know, walked up to us, asked us a question, and you know, do you know how to get here? I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta go up and across, you know, the canopy or or, or what have you, and it's right there. And he goes. Oh, cool. Thank you. And then, like, stood there for a second. And, like, me and my brother, you know, me and my brother, I was like, 
are you gonna leave? And then he goes, you know, you, you guys must play sports. And all three of us there, like, we all had the same awkward laugh. We were all just like, ha ha. And of course me, because 18 year old me was terrible. I mean, 25 year old me still doesn't really filter what he asks people or whatnot. Me, I, I looked at him and go, ha ha, yeah, what gave it away? And looked at him with a straight face. And my 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 brother and the white and, and, and this older white male just you would have thought this was a um, a comedy sketch. You would have thought this was a this was like in living color or something like that. Cause they died. They were in tears, laughing so hard. And I'm like, hmm. And like and like the white dude goes on to answer the question. He goes, "You're tall. You're athletic. Anything else, sir?" Yeah. <laughs> and those are the only two things he said. And then like proceeded. He was like, "All right, I have a good one. I left." And I was like, <laughs> I looked at Steve. And I was like, "This motherfucker did not just ask us this, like." But he, he, but again, that's racist. You know what I mean? Just to be like, it'd have been different, you know, if we would have, you know, you know, what, what, what if we just like working out? It, it was how you went about it, and like, you know, that's that's racist. You know, you know, obviously that you know we played sports, and and, and obviously that probably would have led to a different conversation of what we were having or anything like that. You know, the fact that I was quick to expose him, be like, well, what gave that away? Right, you weren't Chad from High School Musical with like a basketball in your hand at all times. I got, I, I, I got a book bag. I'm wearing chub shorts, you know, so like you know, you know, the, you know, start, you know, stop at mid thigh. I got, you know, I'm wearing a polo shirt, book bag, you know, regular, regular, degular, schmegler, quicksilver ass book bag, like you know, nothing, nothing that would have given away that I played sports despite, you know, you know, despite my color and my build, you know what I mean? Because you can be, you can, you can have an athletic build and not play sports, you know, you know what I mean? People, you know, you know, the, you know, the meatheads who bump, you know, you know, who don't play sports, but they just got, got to get in the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, like our athletic people who don't play sports are just like, hmm, the fact that you, you guys must play sports. And, hmm. Right. It's like, I wonder how much, you know, my brother Ben gets asked on a, a regular basis, you know, what sport he plays or anything. You know, I feel like he doesn't. I feel like that's not, you know. Right. So, 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 but, so, <laughs> so like the point being that racism isn't just I hate niggas. It's also oppressive language that is racist. That doesn't make you racist. I don't mean to put Mary out here for a second, but I'm going to put you out here. One time Mary referred to how I talked or whatever context as black language which is a racist thing to say, but Mary's not racist. And we all, and I knew when she said it, she wasn't racist, but I'm like, well, what do you mean black language? Can you, can you, can, can you help me unpack that? Cause I think what I say and what you say are both English. You know what I mean? Is there a different vernacular? You, you know, absolutely. Different areas of different cultures carry different terminology. You, you know what I'm saying, Holmes? But, you know, <laughs> but, but I knew, you know, what you were trying to say was that, Right. But we need to get around to that point where they say, you just made a racist statement, but I know you aren't racist. Let's unpack this. You know what I mean? So. I mean, one of these days I do want to maybe do an episode about my journey, but that would be, I think, a whole episode worth. But I think just in short, I did have a lot of pretty unique opportunities just based on like where I was situated. So not everyone's going to have the same, you know, the same kinds of programs or classes or people in their life. But I mean, we do have a lot of resources and we want to try to 
try to be that for someone else as much as possible. Hey, hey, look, this this shit been so good. You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. Um, moving um into a different direction because I guess we didn't talk too much about COVID or um, do we really need to talk about it? Like, like I don't know. It's still an issue. This like, is omnibus, uncut. You know, but protests are being blamed for it, but not the people who are at the beach on, uh, you know, on Memorial Day. I guess that's uh, that's the extent of what I really need to say about it, is that, yes, like, if you're going to protest, continue to wear your mask and, you know, continue to practice uh, um, caution when leaving the house and whatnot and make sure, you know, you're taking care of yourself so you, yourself, or people around you won't, you know, end up with it. I mean, I guess it's just my one safety concern tidbit. Like, you know, continue to be careful. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, there's still a lot of unknown about this um, about this virus. So just, just just continue to practice caution. Continue to practice social distancing. Like in my medical um, degree, um, I can indubitably indubitably say that. Uh, like no, nope, you know, like no, nope, I can't give you any kind of medical prognosis. Just be safe. Yeah, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're going out to a protest, or I mean, pretty much going anywhere, bring hand sanitizer and like a water bottle but, for but you sure. Know, but I will say, COVID has not taken the um the place of people fighting for their rights. You know, you know, be fearful, but you know, but what are you more fearful fearful of? Like potentially getting COVID and having, and you know, maybe you know, especially for like the younger people, like like you know, like myself or whatnot, being quarantined for fourteen days or uh, your brother being killed. You got to weigh, you know, what's important to you, especially if you can practice, especially if you can implement different tactics to where you can safely protest. You know, you're like, I'm I'm afraid to go, you know, protest, especially like like, like our age, you know, you know, the people who have the abilities, you know, you know, my, like my mom and my stepdad are, are going to go out there and protest whether they stand for it or not, because they're a bit older. They're, you know, there's just a lot, you know, you know, she got, gimp, you know, gimp knees and ankles and whatnot. So she's going to be stopped. Love you, Camilla. But, you know, you, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. You, but, you know, if you can go and protest and you have the available resources, you know, you know, even if you don't have a mask you know a lot of protests you know people are giving out water and masks and whatnot you know i hope covid hasn't been a reason for you to not go out and, and, and protest especially if you can take the, the the correct measures to be out there and protest and whatnot so those, those are just my thoughts about the whole covid thing and how you know and how it messes with and and intertwined with um what's going on you know you know despite that a uh, carrot head bastard who um who said, you know, tests are, you know, tests have been spiking a lot in the U.S. What's the best way to, um, to, to stop that? Stop giving out so many tests as frequently. I am the president and I approve this message. No, that's such like elementary, that's a very rudimentary like thought process. Oh, the best way to slow down COVID cases? Just stop testing. Right. If I never go to the dentist, I'll never be diagnosed with a cavity. It, oh no, all my teeth are falling out. I'm sure that has nothing to do with that. Oh, I I guarantee if I don't go to the doctor, I'll never get sick. In the words of Tim Blake Nelson, and as told by Kenya, it don't make no sense. I, I say I, it don't make <laughs> sense. It don't make dollars. Like you know, it don't make coins. It don't make it don't make pennies. None of the like it. It's, <laughs> like, you, like you know what I mean? Like if I close my eyes. If, I'm not going to see anything. I don't see what's wrong. If <laughs> you guys I'm, can't see it, but if, my eyes are If closed. I'm not racist, racism won't exist. If I don't look at my emails, <laughs> are there even emails in my inbox? No, like you should probably check your email. I'm like, like <laughs> we can apply. There's too many analogies <laughs> that could be made.
What? <laughs> this is it's I, irresponsible. Yo, that's that's so baffling to me how like people can actually vote for a man who has you know has that kind of chain of thought. But I'm not gonna touch too much on that because that that's a whole episode in itself. Oh gosh, but, yeah, like the whole episode. But <laughs> you did remind me though of another point that I wanted to bring up. So I want to make a couple things pretty clear, is that police are not only killing black people, they're killing a lot of people, and I think that we should all care about it. The whole excuse, like the whole reasoning of like, police kill white people too, it's like, do we not see the common denominator of police are killing people, period? But then also like, are killing black people, especially who have like a disability or who are trans or who have a mental illness or something um, at a much greater rate per population. So that's the first point. And white people, let me let me ask you something. If you if you know white people are being killed by the police, remind me why aren't you out there protesting for that? Yeah, oh oh white people are killed due to police brutality. Alright, yeah. Why aren't you protesting? Why aren't you making a change? Oh, because it doesn't affect you, it doesn't bother you. You're so individualized that you say it's not me or it's not anybody else in my family. So I don't have to worry about it. So that you don't find me to protest because it doesn't affect you. Yeah, if one black man gets killed or one black woman gets killed, it affects all of us. So yeah, we're going to protest because we know it's wrong and we will stand for that. White people, just think about that. Just think about that for a second. You People are like, well, we aren't out here protesting when, you know, white people are. I'm like, all right, well, now, number one, has, has your whole race been oppressed and put down for the past 400 plus years? And then number two, if you strongly believe um, that cops are showing as much police brutality to white people as they are black people, then, you know, why didn't you begin protesting? No, why weren't you protesting when when there were police retaliate on a white person just by by themselves? So, you know, you know specifically why why aren't you leading that charge? Because you don't want to be a part of it. You don't want to. You, you you're too individualized, and you're like, eh, not my problem. Like, I feel sorry for the family, but. Eh. I mean, yeah, look at the reaction to, and this is yes, totally going on another tangent, but like when it comes to school shootings, the just pure apathy that will come out from some people is like, it's just baffling. But then I remember a few years back, there was somebody who was, I can't remember if they were just undocumented or like they'd overstayed their visa, but it was like this guy who was, you know, in the media framed as like this they use the term illegal immigrant, but this person murdered, like, a white girl. And, you know, the media just totally, like, went nuts and was like, oh, like, clearly this shows how dangerous, like, undocumented people are. Because, like, you know, none of us are safe now. And it's like, so you, you do understand the premise of someone kills someone who looks like you and you're worried but like you can't apply that to where it actually happens on you know more than a couple of isolated cases i i think it's funny when you know i've seen posts on facebook and whatnot where you know where it's like well if black people stop committing crimes then they won't get killed by the cops and it's like well what crime was brown taylor doing or Botham Jean or Atatiana Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure I said the name right. Yeah, what you know? You they know, were all in their house. What was doing you know? What, what what was Tamir Rice doing? I was wrong. Well, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand when the narrative became it's illegal to be black. We just named people who were not doing anything illegal at all, but being black and paid the price for it. 
And it's like, you mean to tell me that, like, everyone who knows me, you know, knows I'm pretty docile. I'm a gentle giant, you know, but y'all know I love the kids and, you know, I'm a staunch supporter for all this kind of thing. Why am I afraid to, like, lead a house? You know what I mean? You know, why why is it that I've never held a gun in my life before, but I'm always, you know, walking around with two AK-47s, a rocket launcher, and, um, like, like a Glock 4.5 with a, you know, with a, with a extendo clip. It's like, that's what I walk around with just because of the color of my skin. Just because I'm black. Never held a gun, but, you know, the closest thing I've held to a gun is playing, like, Call of Duty or Halo and stuff like that, so... It's just terrible that you can even say such a thing as if we stop committing crimes, then we won't get, you know, terrorized by the police or or terrorized by white people in general. It's not just the police. It's the Karens and the and the Bobs and the the, the Billy Joes who 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 terrorize us for just playing our music. Again, you want to be a part of our culture until it's bothering you. And then you you don't want shit to do with it. And uh, America hates us. I can't remember if they have any merch that says this yet, but like one of their uh, phrases that, that they've been putting out a lot is like "white people are the police." Because like if you think about the term policing to be like vi- like very literally, like you know you are telling someone else like you know what to do, how to be like you're trying to control someone else. That's exactly what what we do. Whether it's like literally, like Tamir Rice probably would not have been killed if like there wasn't a white person who who did call the police, like, because he's playing outside with his siblings. Like, his siblings were there. Like, they had to see all that happen. Or it's like, oh, that hairstyle is too unprofessional for the workplace. Or, like, or whatever it may be. It's like, white white people are the police. We try to police other people's actions, their bodies, their expression. And obviously it's not right. And that's like where, where we need to check ourselves sometimes. Is like, is this thing bothering me because it's actually gonna harm someone? Or like, is it is a real problem? Or like, am I just uncomfortable because maybe it does challenge whiteness in some way? So I, so I think starting to wrap this up because here's my um, final rant of, of this podcast. White people understand something that your black friend, your black family, your your black coworker, we're going through it right now. We are going through it right now, and it's a very we are very sensitive. This is a sensitive time. This is this is difficult for for us to try to maneuver with with COVID and and police brutality and protest and you know and you know and still watching people you know still watching people down the media every day understand that you know we are angry we are angry we're upset we 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 want better we're pushing for things better our anger and our off-puttedness or whatever you want to say it's um i don't want to say it's personal but our our thoughts and feelings are going a lot deeper um than what you process you know especially in the moment you know you know keep in mind when you when you ask or you say things you know if a black person isn't responding well to it you can't you can't just say oh this is just this person like no no this is a big thing for all of us and these aren't isolated events like we're hurt like we're like like we're hurting and we're 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 fighting hard you know because you know because despite the fact that white people are fighting with us and standing in solidarity at the end of the day, for the most part, you would go home and not think nothing about it. Where you know, I'm going home after a protest, thinking like, "Oh shit!" Like, like you know, you know, you know, you know. I still live with that same fear before and after a protest. I'm, you know, you know, I don't feel protected by by a protest. And I hope, just a quick side note, that black cops don't feel protected behind their um behind their uniform. But 
again to my white people, we are we are going through a hard time, and we need you to practice a lot more patience than what you've ever done in your entire life. Because yeah, we're sensitive, and yes, we you know sometimes our 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 feelings may may be perceived as just being over the top or being emotional. Like no, we are packaging a lot of what's going on right now. You know, you know we're you know we're getting a lot dumped on us. And we're, we're trying our best. We are trying our best to maneuver it. And, you know, if we have breakdowns over, you, you, you got to understand that, you know, you know, these breakdowns aren't isolated instances. These are years and years and years. Like, we're not asking you to be our healthcare professional and our counselor, but you, you've got to empathize, but you've also just got to be able to understand and comprehend what, you know, what we're living through and how heavy it weighs on us. To, to my Black community, remember to stay strong. Remember to stay as one unit, always know your rights, always, you know, be, you know, you know, you know, stay protected. But also, this isn't the time for us to um, divide. This isn't a time for us to separate. This is the time, you know, you know, to call in the people who want to be a part of, of our of our community. And this, this is the time to, to gather as one and call, you know, call in and educate the ones who want to be educated, who want to continue to be a part of the movement. It's, you know, it, it's not our job to blow up on a person that we notice just wants to, you know, to be better and to be educated and, and to have better comprehension and look at the big picture and see everything in its totality. I feel like that if they're going to, if someone wants to be a part of our community, it is our job to not to call out and to scrutinize, you know, even even if their actions weren't warranted or weren't the best way. If you notice that they're trying to be a part of our movement, invite them to join us because we we there's strength in numbers. You know, the, the the ones who are obviously racist who do not want to be a part of it, you you let them stay on that side. We're not worried about them. We're not worried about their hate. Their hate is not on our agenda. We're fighting for something bigger, and we're not worried about, you know, their thoughts or their feelings or anything like that. Like, no, we're fighting for our rights, and anyone who wants to join in, in tandem and fighting for our rights, let's let let's show them that we want them. Let them know that, 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 that they're wanted, they're cared, they're loved for, and let's make sure that they aren't doing it for the wrong reasons. White savior complex or to prove a point or to be like, no, no. Make sure that they are fighting for Black Lives Matter, including all Black lives. And that's what they're fighting for. And again, remember, we are all in the same skin. We're all fighting the same battle, whether you're gay, straight, non-binary, whatever you identify as. You know, we're still, you know, we're all still in the same skin. So we're all fighting the same battle because we're all being viewed as Black people. We're not being viewed as gay Black man or we are, but it it sometimes comes secondary because the first identifying factor is the color of our skin. You know, you know, are you know, our trans lives being murdered at at the same way as trans Black lives being murdered at the same way? Yeah, yes, absolutely. They 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 we we've read on on trans women being killed. You know, recently, and you know, still, their their you know their lives matter just just as much. So don't you know don't say all Black lives matter and and you and and you hate gays or or or, or trans. You know you, you know what I mean. Like we're one. We are one, and we've we've got to remind ourselves that we are one. Um, I'll share some of my final thoughts. Um, first, just a, a response to the first part of your um, your final thoughts, and then part two of something I was starting to say earlier, but I, I think it's important to be mindful of that. Like your black friends and coworkers have probably been censoring themselves and 
keeping their emotions in check all the time around you unless maybe you guys are very very close and so like as white people we are given a lot more like freedom to be expressive like socially normatively like you know we can cry and be excited about things and not be perceived as like oh they're loud or they're dramatic so it's like just remember that maybe like maybe your friend is not responding and how you would expect them to but that however they're feeling is valid regardless for sure for sure and then um i'd said earlier that the police aren't only killing black people um but also the police aren't the only thing that is killing the black community now we have to look at healthcare disparities, environmental racism, uh, social death. Like there's a lot of things set up that are beyond just like the outright, very obvious police violence. It's like when you know when doctors don't listen um, to black women about their pain, or when you know you live in Flint, Michigan, where they haven't had clean water for six years. Like these are things that matter too. And we can't just, like, we can't only focus on one part of the problem. But, like, that's why we need so many allies and co-conspirators is to be on, you know, on the streets protesting, on social media, on the phone with your local representatives, like, signing petitions to be just attacking all these different areas of where racism and other forms of bigotry have permeated our society. recognize the patterns and see the big picture. But yeah, on behalf of, of Mary and myself, I'm Dean. I know I know this bus took forever to get here, but we, we will catch you on the next bus.